thank you very much for, for joining us today. Um, just kick us off in our wonderful chat around all things yourself and Hilton. Could you please introduce yourself um, and the team that you uh, are representing today and, and work for and a little bit of the work you guys do? Sure thing. Thanks for having me. I am Holly Moreland. I currently lead the email and mobile marketing team for Hilton. So we do all of the enterprise level email communications globally, including transactional, as well as the dynamic fish notifications that come from our Hilton app and the in-app interstitial messages. And since we support 26 languages, we have over 6,000 properties globally, we lean really heavily on technology to help us stay efficient and focused and to actually accomplish everything that we do every day. So it's also in our remit to always be looking at the platforms and the MarTech stack that supports all of that. Doing my homework on our guests. It's not stalking, it's homework. But you've had some tremendous experience in different different brands before before Hilton as well. Have you always been in the like, sort of the email marketing world? Sure. Thank you for the um, the kind stalking. And it, actually, I've been doing email for all of I don't know two years. So it's not really um, my main background, which is why uh, it's really interesting to have landed into this role or kind of fallen into it. Um, I have worked with Frito-Lay, Burger King, um, 7-Eleven, just to name a few. And because I actually come from the agency side, most of my career was agency side, um, which provided me the opportunity to do everything from direct mail to promotional to CRM to broadcast. Um, and then started with... Um, when I was at Wonderman in Chicago and working on Burger King is when I started to get in a little more into the digital space uh, because we were um, running the kids site for them. And so I, I started to sort of cut my teeth on digital then and that was several years ago. And frankly, I, I love the digital space inclusive of email, mobile marketing, MarTech, all of it. Um, just because it's it's ever changing and there's always something new to learn. Um, and I kind of start to, I, I geek out when we start talking about MarTech stuff, frankly. There's a lot of very transferable skills from agency into, into yeah, digital. I guess the, the agent, nice thing about working with the agency is you get the big picture stuff and then you can sort of go into the details when you work with an individual brand on their side, especially when it comes to to, to email, because you've seen how the, how the sausage is made. I hate that phrase, but I've used it again. It's funny, I was listening to a podcast yesterday that was also talking about how awful that phrase is, but that everybody uses it because, I don't know, what else are you going to say? I, I do know how the mystery meat is is made. And I think it's an interesting thing about the transferable skills because when I, um, you know, especially the first couple of years I was at Hilton and there would be times where people were kind of in a, in a, in a frenzy over, you know, compressed timelines, things, you know, running behind schedule, all of that. And and I always thought, well, this is kind of nothing compared to what you see agency size <laughs> pressure. So it does, it's a it's all it's all relevant. But I think especially over the past um, you know, several months, being equipped with that ability to pivot around an uncertainty, which is just frankly day to day, almost agency side, uh, did did definitely benefit me. And I really hadn't thought to stop to think about that until you just brought that up but yeah how how do you sort of describe the day-to-day -day, holly and this is we've been phrasing this sort of when we do talk about travel and hospitality there was the old day-to-day -day of pre-covid 19 and we have to talk about that because it has impacted and we will we all get into that 
but with the with the with the team that you guys are you are on, it's the it's the execution predominantly of of the communication with with uh, customers or uh, loyalty members. As you said, the definitely you know day to day business as usual is the execution of the campaigns that are coming in, and that ranges from we have things that are always on, like our transactionals, um, like a reservation confirmation. You make a reservation, please go make a reservation. When you do, you would get reservation confirmation transactional. Those are always on. So there's an element of either optimization of those or um, frankly, something goes sideways. We need to jump in and troubleshoot immediately uh, on them. There are also the triggers. So we have a lot of lifecycle triggers to achievement, things like that, that are, that are running um, browse abandon. And then they are, they are all coupled with um, the workflow that is coming in from a marketing standpoint of you know, the ad hoc requests, um, both for email and for, for mobile. So on any given day, there's a lot of just team orchestration of what is everyone working on? Um, inevitably, there are fires every week, just like every place else that we're going to have to jump and pivot around um, and reprioritize what we're doing. But on top of all of those is also that, that longer term look and view of which we, we actually had to set aside for a little bit with COVID, but now it is nice that we are back to looking at, okay, from an enhancement roadmap, from the platform roadmap, from a capability standpoint, where do we need to be going? Um, and what do we need to, what teams do we need to be collaborating with in order to ensure that we're, we're all aligned and tracking to get there? For the next question, I just want to understand, like, what level of personalization are you guys trying to attempt? And has it changed at all during all of the pandemic? Yeah, so we always, we always strive to be relevant above all else. So applying the lens of whatever the, the messages that we're sending, is it going to be helpful to our customers? Or which customers is this going to be helpful to? Um, who, needs to who needs to see this? Who's going to benefit from this? What do they need or want to hear from us? So in concept, that hasn't changed. Now, what they need to hear though has definitely changed. So, you know, for instance, we might know that you are saying you have an upcoming stay in New York City and they have just adjusted their quarantine um, regulations and you may need to know about that. So we've got to swivel around pretty quickly um, to, to let you know about that. Or um, we know that people are starting to get more comfortable with drive distance trips. So we can use your location to serve up um, some ideas to you for, for locations that are in a certain radius. Um, life cycle, we may know you have a certain amount of points. So I think that it's it's looking at, you know, what what do we have that we know would be useful for, for folks? So I think that in conceptually, the lens is the same, it's relevancy. Um, but what things are relevant right now, especially in travel is, is very, very different than it was six months ago. So with the fact that you're a global business and you kind of touched on this a little bit that every different area has different regulations, right? So how are you guys managing understanding what the regulations are for one and then communicating to each specific region for your customers? Yeah, that's probably been one of our biggest challenges because it is so nuanced and it's so fluid. Um, luckily, we have platforms in place that allow us to react pretty quickly and comply 
things like translations, uh, certain data points are, are always what it, it comes down to in our ability to be able to keep up with um, what is now a really, really ever-changing, quickly changing landscape. So do we have the information translated in a way that it can be effectively picked up and then distributed out to all the channels? And you know, unfortunately, sometimes the answer was no, and we had to do some manual work towards that. But I think that it, it definitely gave us a different lens on when we look forward, prioritization of all of those things that can help us automate all of that. Uh, definitely now is, I think, a larger priority than it, than it was pre-COVID. You've got so many countries and so many regions to manage. Um, it, are there different, are there consistent approaches to communication? Is it predominantly email based or during this time have, have we looked to, to use some more like push notifications where relevant or, or text? Uh, it, it could just be, a, I'm sure it's a bundle, but um, yeah, how have you approached the best way to get to people um, yeah, during like yeah, this time? That's a great question. And we do rely on email pretty, pretty heavily because for most countries, that's a pretty standard way to reach our guests. So when you're making a reservation, you're gonna provide an email address. Um, the majority of our guests will be looking to their email to receive those communications. Now, you do have countries, of course, like China, super mobile centric, not on email. A lot of times we don't even have the right email address for, the, for those folks. So being able, to your point, to be able to either drive them to the app or get push notifications to alert them is really critical. And what you touched on is also the need for us to be able to look regionally at how we're communicating and in what channels and understanding that we may need to flex around that. And um, I think his, historically, we may not have done that as much as we do now when it became all of a sudden very, very critical to get a certain communication into the hands of guests that are that are that have stays coming up. Um, so I would say largely, we still do rely on email pretty heavily. It's um, a little easier for us to activate it quickly, for us to ensure that it gets translated and is sent out. Um, but more and more, we are looking to those mobile levers to also help, um, either given the region um, or just given consumer behavior. Like if we know that they're, they tend to be, they're really active in the app, um, we also want to layer in a push notification so that we're reaching those folks that may not be in their emails as much. What have you found successful when it comes to to, to communicating with, with content? Have you guys been experimenting with, well, not experimenting, experimenting, but working out what people are, are willing to read or trying to read and engaging with when it comes to the materials? Um, I think we talked about potentially like the, the loyalty updates were important to, to, to users. Have there been certain communication themes that have actually, you know, resonated with people? Yeah. Absolutely. Our transactional communications, you know, even pre-COVID, they have, they tend to have really high open rates. I mean, people know that there's important information in there that they want to check, they want to verify. Um, so those, and those communications go to everyone, you know, regardless of your, your marketability status. So I, those became even more critical touch points when we get into things like we have something kind of urgent to tell you about, to give you a heads up so that you are prepared once you arrive on property and that we can manage those expectations because as a hospitality company, the biggest challenge we have is exactly what you're saying. Like, how do we, how do we manage the guest expectations in this time 
before they ever get to the property. Because what we don't want to have happen is a guest arrive on property and have a surprise, you know, that they there's something has been put in place, even from the mask policy, you know, helping them understand what cities or what regions are requiring masks and what aren't so that they, they feel like they understand what's going to happen on property. And then also, you know, the clean stay and making sure that people also feel comfortable as they start to travel. So the transactional communications for sure um, are just really, really critical in that path. And then the loyalty, when you mentioned our honors monthly statement is also another one that we, there were a lot of communications that we paused when, um, when you know, we kind of had that, that initial surge uh, from, from COVID and things started to shut down and there's a lot of uncertainty. Um, we pulled back on our marketing and promotional messages, rightfully so, because we want to make sure we were getting, did we understand what tone we should have? What messages should we be putting out? What, you know, I think a lot of companies went through this, like what, I don't, what do we talk to people about and how? Um, and trying to be really mindful and considerate about it. Honors Monthly Statement was one of the ones that we kept up because our members wanted to understand it, it's another vehicle that they know is coming from us that they know has information that's really hyper relevant to them because it's about their account, but that also served as a really important communication for things like when we were ensuring that their tier status was going to be extended and their points were gonna be protected um, so that they knew um, you know, where they stood with, with Hilton and could have the comfort of, you know, even though I can't travel, um, I, am, I am being taken care of. And so they can at least you know, if that was a source of stress for them, they could let go of, of that. So I would say transactional and yeah, the life, you know, this kind of life cycle member communication is critical. Hilton, uh, Hilton with the, is one of the most like trusted and, and you know, people enjoy interacting with the brand. And certainly what you guys have been, you've been doing is, is keeping the relationship going um, with, with the, the messaging approach you've had it because it's, it's, it's very it's hard to know what the new normal will be but there will be a new normal it's pointless to try to predict it but there will be something that is after this and, and and people will start to do normalish things again it's making sure that you're just still there and doing it in a way that isn't sort of it's not ham-fisted it's, it's natural but being aware and making sure that the message you're putting out there are the things that uh, uh, people want to hear or want to understand um, that was more of a statement than a question, but yes, my point, my, my, yeah, it was, it was a very nice statement though. <laughs> yeah, I know I, I was going on, I'm, I'm feeling quite whimsical today. The sun's back out in New York, but, um, yeah, kudos on, on just keeping relationships going. Cause I think that's, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's one of the things we've been seeing from when people are doing it right. It's just, yeah, it's a little bit of normal, a sliver of normality. Yes, and it's it's tricky when you're, you, the main way you usually have a relationship with people is through them doing something that they can no longer do um, in large part, just temporarily. Uh, and so that, that has been, you know, on top of the keeping up with the regulations, the marketing aspect of, how do you, as a travel company, keep a relationship with folks when they can't travel has been has been tricky to navigate. But um, I appreciate that at least you think that we've done a good job. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm the litmus test. So, like, you know, <laughs> that's what people are coming to talk to me about. 
Um, and Holly, final one on this is um, we were recently talked to yeah Cayman Airlines and um, and their, their, their nice chat called Everton there, and we were discussing the different business types that they they've had to to pivot on um, on on who were flying with them. So they typically have a mixture of domestic travel because they're sort of the air bridge between the three islands, and then there's the international travel. Um, with with Hilton, I guess the the two impacts that you've had is sort of is, is this there's a holiday or there's a vacation section but there's also a huge business section because people like ourselves would normally be doing this hopefully in person and seeing you and and, and staying at hilton um has that impacted the way that the messaging or the approach you've had to take or is is, is because it's such a universal thing covid you've just gone well no we'll we'll stick to uh, a, a one particular type of message to these different groups yeah, it's it's for sure you know impacted us. We're seeing similar things that you know leisure travel is really what is coming back first. And I think you know you're understandably so seeing a lot of companies being a bit more conservative around sending their folks around to travel or having the TNE budgets. Um, and that may take a little bit longer to return. But what we do see is human beings are craving connection. And they're also, you know, I think everyone has a little bit of that uh, cabin fever also going on of, I would love out of these four walls, maybe out of my city, you know, normally, you know, folks have traveled and a little bit of, of getting out and about a little bit more than they have. So with those two things, we've, we have seen more leisure travel and, you know, as a, in hospitality, we have the benefit of people can drive, you know, to get to our locations. We don't have to rely on um, air travel, but I, I think, we are for sure going to, we see more leisure coming back. That's a very different tone than business, like you said. Um, same with like group travel, right? As far as you know, having big events, um, conferences, it's going to be a while before that comes back. But what we do know is that we are human beings and the human connection, you know, both personally, but also in business is, is a very real thing that we think people will be returning to. It's going to look different and we don't know what that's going to look like, but we know it will come back. You guys have done a lot of changes because of COVID, right? And it sounds like you guys are doing an amazing job. Have you done anything that you feel like you're going to implement long-term um, or even might shape how you guys look at the business moving forward? 100%. So there's a few layers there. One, one layer is the, if we just think operationally and some of the stuff I've already touched on about, um, okay, there's things that we do that we're doing manually right now that are super hard and gross and we need to change that and get them to be more automated because the next time something like this happens where we have to pivot around really quickly from a communication standpoint, are we equipped to do that and do it be as nimble as, as we need to be. Um, I think also culturally, it, it changed us a bit. Um, we're a large, a really large company. And so having, we would talk a lot about um, being really focused and ruthless prioritization, but I think the experience of COVID in the past six months made us really actually heed those words. And we had to become very, very laser focused and very, very aligned. And we had to have extremely clear communication 
so that we could move quickly. And so the result is a much more um, agile approach and aligned approach versus where we were even six months ago. And I don't know that that kind of culture shift would have ever happened as quickly had we not uh, you know, been through what, what we've just been through. Um, and then, yeah, I think from a recovery standpoint, you know, things that may have been goals and priorities pre-COVID, now we're looking at things with a very different lens and probably a, a, you know, again, a more focused lens of like, do we, do we really, do we really need that? Is it actually going to help the business? Is it going to, um, you know, take us where, where we need to go? Is it going to be serving our guests um, in a way that is beneficial? So I think that it has also caused some, some goal and objective re realignment among leadership as well. And we definitely have a renewed momentum despite the difficult circumstances, which is really interesting. Yeah, that is, how are you guys, this is, I mean, marketing related, but also business related. How is the team doing in terms of staying connected? Cause I'm assuming everyone's working remote, right? And you guys are doing so much right now. And you guys are, you guys are a global organization. You have a ton of different businesses within you. How is everyone collaborating within the organization and keeping like working together versus siloed or independently? Yeah, so we do a lot of this. We're on camera all day long <laughs> with each other. Um, I think, you know, it's interesting before people were a little hesitant um, to take on the video call. You know, want to be like, oh, no, I don't want to turn on my camera. Um, now, by default, my camera lens is always open. Um, and so the, there was definitely a, an immediate step towards that. But um, what it changes is it's kind of those like hallway conversations too that you used to have just have become IM chats or people being open to like, can I just call you on here real quick? Um, the other thing we're trying to do is, is spend some time in our weekly team meetings, for instance, with um, some fluff. So we might throw out like the question of the week and just to make sure it's not all work either, because I think the thing that's hard about the virtual format is you have a natural inclination of like, just jump on and get straight into the meeting versus when you were in person, there would usually be what we call a little bit of fluff at the beginning. Of, How are you? And some personal, you know, just chit chat. Um, so trying hard not to lose that because that's where you also can stay um, a little more connected or feel a little bit more of a, a personal connection. Yeah, I'm 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 chief fluffer. <laughs> I love a good fluff question. Okay, you can borrow Julian whenever you want for the entertainment purposes. <laughs> Have you? You already mentioned that, so yeah, there'll be changes from this as well. Have you reached the stage where the team, uh, yeah, the team you're in, you've gone past the the crazy having to get everything done and pivot all the time to actually having a little bit of time put aside to start to think about, um, yeah, either improving things long term or just actually what, where's this going to go and how we can start planning? As we all know, we we, we can't predict, but we can start planning. And, have you reached the point where you actually do have a bit of headspace to, to start doing that now? Yes, and it's so refreshing <laughs> to sit and start to talk about things like roadmaps again and, you know, slating things into Q1 or Q2 for next year um, and and working that that side of your brain versus just the having to be very present in the, in the, the moment to deal with, with what was going on. 
Um, so we we have we've we have started definitely um, planning for next year, having discussions around where um, there's obviously resource discussions, but then also just longer term than than that. You know, where do we need to to plot things out? And again, I think um, that this this whole experience has definitely shifted what those what those look like. Um, but we have gotten back to okay when you know when we're ready to um, certain enhancements um, where our dev resources are working on things um, and then also from a, a just you know going back to the, the marketing thing you know when when do we think that either it's the right time to start introducing um, some of the the marketing messages that maybe we had done before you know Hilton just launched a memories campaign and it's I think in a really nice tone of when you're ready to make memories again, we're here for you because that's what Hilton does. You were just talking about like customer engagement and making sure that there's that emotional connection. So how are you guys collecting feedback on how you're handling this situation? And then, you know, if you do get any feedback in terms of what people are looking for, what is the process there in order to kind of react to that or improve? Sure. So we have a few different avenues, thankfully, that we can use to gauge what our consumer sentiment is. So we have direct feedback, right? So we've got like the call center, um, of course, is you know, they're, they're getting constant feedback in real time. Uh, we have different survey services. There's one that's an on-property survey. There's one that it just goes out um, to members uh, via the email and in digital ways to gain sentiment. And then of course we're keeping tabs on things like flyer talk um, is huge for feedback on, you know, we're making program shifts. We always kind of watch flyer talk um, and also just the social channels to, you know, listen on, you know, what is general sentiment coming in um, from there. So it's, and then, and then as far as, you know, what people are searching for, we could look no further than our own um, sites and our app and just to understand what are people looking for and what kind of patterns can we can we glean from that um, because that gives us uh, a, a very real indicator of you know what are, what is the comfort level right now what are people looking for um, and gives us some direction so final final one for me believe it or not um, and this is sort of uh, this is more sort of it's putting slightly the cheetah hat on Holly, but just with you guys having to be so nimble and having to, to do a lot of work to get a lot of the communications out there, have, have Cheetah su supported you guys well enough in terms of either um, services led or actually just providing a, a technology that has meant that although there's a lot of stress of putting all the different things in place, at least you have the, the right tools to, to do it um, whilst you're dealing with everything else. Yeah, similar to what I said at the in, in the intro that being as, as large as we are, our platforms and the technology that supports that is, is critical. And of course, Cheetah is, is a big piece of that for our channel, um, for both email and the mobile mobile push. And um, Cheetah has been great with being there for, you know, be it whether or not we have support issues that, you know, we need handled right away, always being very responsive, but also just helping us with, um, initiatives that we that we have or things that we want to accomplish what do we have either in the existing tools that we have that we could 
use um, or you know what are possibilities when, when I talk about the the road mapping um, of course a piece of that is also what are there are there other components you know within the cheetah digital space that um, we also may need to look to this to solve some of our future um, our future enhancements so yeah the cheetah team's been been great and to us was you know just an extension uh, of our team during all this Good. always got to check in you see just to make sure they're, they're on their toes um thank you so much holly um you've given us so much good stuff so we really appreciate it this has been um great as always and I'm not sure so i appreciate you guys inviting me here to uh chat and i hope that everybody goes and stays hilton when you can thanks <laughs>